0: The Smiley J Artist Zone, a platform for and about independent artists, music, interviews, and much, much more. Now, give it up, your host, Smiley J. Welcome to the Smiley.
1: Day Artist Zone Show, a platform dedicated to independent artists. I am your show host, Smiley J. And guess what, guys? This month is June. June is Black Music Appreciation Month, where we will honor the contributions of African American musicians, composers, singers, and songwriters, and the influence of Black music to American culture. A little background. Black Music Appreciation Month was first declared in 1979 by President Jimmy Carter with the encouragement of the legendary songwriter-producer, Mr. Kenny Gamble. Now, as we celebrate this month-long observance of the rich history and multi-billion dollar culture of Black music, the Smelly J Art Zone show will feature a special guest all month long where that guest will discuss what Black music appreciation means to them as well as discussing their own contributions to music. So let's go ahead and get on with it. Today's guest is recording artist Allison Wins. Allison Wins is a R&B, jazz singer, songwriter, actress, entrepreneur, Philanthropists and radio hosts, which are just a few of the many hats that Allison wears. There is much, much more to Allison. Her voice is hauntingly pure. She brings a jazzy, mature, grown folks vibe to her latest song entitled Summer Nights in Harlem. So, y'all help me welcome the first lady of Def Jam Records, Miss Allison Williams. All right, welcome to the Smiley Day Artist Zone. How are you today? I'm so good, Smiley. How are you? I'm well. I'm so glad that we can connect. You know, it's been, you know, I know it's a lot been going on on your end. You just recently celebrated a birthday and happy belated birthday to you. A big birthday, girl. A big birthday. Well, go ahead and say the number. 60, girl. 60 and fabulous. Sexy, scintillating and sensational. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I hope that you had a
2: wonderful birthday celebration. I did. I actually started out um, uh, in Atlanta with an organization. I sit on a board called I Love My Artist Foundation dot org. And what we do, it's an a organization for artists by artists. And um, we are trying to. We seek to build a sustainable platform for artists because a lot of times artists are really good at being artists and musicians and singers and whatever we do, but sometimes we fall short on being the business people we need to be. That's so true. And that's, yeah, and, and, and you know, that's not only within business, but you know, where we go and find good health care, where we go and find good legal advice, where we go and find financial wellness and, and, and help and what have you in those areas. Or sometimes it might be. You need it. You might need to be uh, given a grant to help with your rent or you might need to, a, 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 you know, to, to deal with a phone bill or whatever. So I love my artist foundation was founded to um, to help musicians in uh, and music and, and creatives across the board, singers, dancers, artists, um, uh, DJs, comedians, uh, you know, all the ones that that fall into that um, that uh, artist creativity uh, umbrella. And so we've been really working hard to make that happen. We've been successful, but we obviously need people to support our cause. Along with the um, foundation, we created a group called So Artistic. And with So Artistic, we created a Southern Soul Jazz Concert Series. I'll say it again Southern Soul Jazz Concert Series. I like the ring, I like the sounds of that. Yeah, yeah. We've been touring. Uh, We started off, we kicked it off in Atlanta. With uh, Kelly Andre, who is the founder, Mike Davis, China Black, and Miss Melanie Daniels, and myself, and we've done we did a, a, some wonderful venues, uh, St James Live, and the Velvet Note there in Atlanta, and we're traveling around. So we want people to be able to look for I Love My Artist Foundation dot uh, org and support and and pour into it and just make it uh, you know so that people know what what it is that we're doing and artists uh, the the group that grew out of the foundation is called So Artistic. I'll say it again, So
1: Artistic. All right, So and my, Artistic. And, yes. and to all my artists who are listening, make sure you check out the foundation because it, it sounds like a great foundation that can be very beneficial to you. And you
2: can find the music on all the platforms. Please download it, please stream it. Because, because of the sale of the music that we've put together, we're able to pay back into the foundation and, and issue those grants. Or Wonderful. Those scholarships and so on and so forth. So that's what, that's how I started it. But then it went on girl and it ended up in New York and I ended up at my home, the sugar bar. Okay. And I hosted the sugar bar virtual, um, open mic Thursday live from the sugar bar. You know, we don't have a lot of live. Yes. So we, were, we were able to go back into the sugar bar with a with a small audience and the live band, and when I tell you it was the best you could ever imagine, um, we we really feel like we're looking into the new normal, and we're getting back to some of the things that we've done, and especially for the Sugar Bar and Ashford and Simpson and Valerie Simpson who yes. has kept it going, you know to be able to do that is is not only great for the patrons but for the artists as well that you know would come through and 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 give their time and their talents and what have you so they had a big old birthday party and and then we had a a, a dinner party later so I've been on a I can I, I can't even explain to you you're still on a high it's okay it's okay yeah. celebrate yeah. yes <laughs>
1: It is. So 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 speaking of celebration, as we celebrate and honor Black Music Appreciation Month, I just want to know, uh, Allison, you know, because you you obviously are been a contributor to, to 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 the arts. You grew up, you were surrounded and exposed to great music. Your dad was a celebrated jazz uh, trumpeter and mm-hmm. uh, and band leader. So, you know, what you know, why does uh, Black History Month matters, and and what does it mean
2: to you as an artist? Well, now, Black History Month gives us a chance to celebrate us everything with this music, but June is Black Music. I mean, Black, yes, Black Music Appreciation Month. Hey, but guess what, girl? We get two hits per per year, so we're good. We'll take it. (laughs) We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, It's important to me because um, African Americans have contributed the bedrock of what we know as music, whether it's blues, whether it's spiritual, whether it's gospel, whether it's jazz, whether it's rock and roll, whether it's house, whether it's R&B, whether it's rap and hip hop, we have been at the forefront of all of those musical genres. And I've been uh, uh, lucky and blessed enough to uh, speak into a lot of them as well. And I'm really excited because as we are celebrating Black Music Month and Black Music Appreciation Month, I am celebrating the 30th year of the hit single Just Call My Name, mm-hmm. which is a, 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 an incredible, beautiful ballad and love song that not only speaks into, you know, we love each other. We love on our men. We love on our women. We, we, we love on our relationships. But what about our, our mothers and fathers, our grandparents, our cousins? Our good friends that we've grown up with, the ones we met in college, you know, our our God sisters and, 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 and God brothers. You know what I mean? This is a song that speaks into just call my name and I'll come running. And it also gives us an opportunity to say, when you need me, I hope that I can be there so that you can call my name and I can come running. So we're celebrating 30 years of just call my name as well as being inducted into the uh, uh, R&B soul music, sorry, soul music. All right. Awesome. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. And also getting back to my jazz roots, you spoke about my dad. He was a jazz trumpeter, uh, Bobby Booker, Mm -hmm. and leader for the Bobby Booker big band. So I've always wanted to get back to my jazz roots. I mean, I started out as a jazz singer because that's what was being played in my home along with many other genres of music. And then I was signed to Def Jam, which is a rap label. And then I was given an R&B contract. So I always consider myself the Forrest Gump of what I do. Yes, indeed. So many places and, and had an opportunity to stand in so many rooms. And it's, it's really wonderful. So now coming into my own um, and, and back to my jazz roots, I've released two new singles into the marketplace, Summer Nights in Harlem, the romance of you and we're just now gearing up um for uh, a brand new marketing uh campaign and we're really excited about it you know you get 100 magical nights of summer and you should spend those summer nights with
1: allison williams well you know what i hope that you uh you know that you come to the dc area because you know we love you here just call my name stayed in heavy rotation here and it's still in rotation because that is a classic song that we love so you know Thank you so much for
2: for creating that beautiful music. Shout out because D.C. has always been a hub and a home for me with the music and even before the music. So I have to shout out all of my people there that make it possible for me to be recognized not only in D.C. but around the world because you all have supported so heavily. So, yeah. Absolutely!
1: Thank you. Yes, and you you have quite a few collaborations, um, numerous projects with the uh, DC Zone. Well, we we kind of claim him, you know, but he's really from Ohio. But we go ahead and claim him, Marcus Johnson. You, you keep trying <laughs> to tell me Marcus Johnson is from Ohio, and I haven't. I can't. I just I never got that in all the years I worked with Marcus. Well, he grew up here, but you know he was he was born in Columbus. So okay, he was born in Columbus. Yes, he's a DC guy. He's, yes, great music. Shout out to you, Marcus, if you're listening. Um, I just want to talk about you because I have a very diverse uh, listening audience, and you have certainly put in a lot of work over the years. And I just want to talk about, you know, some of your work. You know, you you are admired and loved by many. You were the first lady of deaf jam.
2: You were the, kind of like the go to girl for you were known for the hooks for for creating such dope hooks. <laughs> Well, before um, Def Jam got on its feet, you know, it takes a minute to put a label together. Uh, you know, I got a chance to um, work with a lot of different artists, myself and Melissa Morgan. Yes, that was your band, uh, mate. Yes. We, yeah, we had a group called High Fashion. Mm-hmm. And, um, the interesting thing about High Fashion is it was a, a trilogy of, of artists, of, of groups that were on the Capitol label uh, while we were waiting for Def Jam to, to, to spread its wings. I told Russell, I said, Russell, this is my home. <laughs> Russell had been um, managing Curtis Blow. And Curtis Blow was producing great music, laying down the foundation of rap as the as the godfather of rap uh, and the king of hip-hop, or, or, or the king of rap, per se. And he had great songs like Basketball. Mm-hmm. We're playing basketball. Okay. And songs like um, If I Rule the World. And yes. All those songs were songs that I was on and, and had some... Uh, really um, wonderful opportunities to be a part of the creating of that music. Uh, the Fat Boys, AJ Scratch, all kinds, all all that great music back then. And and as Russell was putting the label together, I had an opportunity to go over to Capitol Records and work with a producer by the name of Jacques Fred Petrus, and he had three wonderful groups: the BB and Q Band, Bronx, Brooklyn, and Queens band, mm-hmm. uh, High Fashion, which was the group that you mm-hmm. yes, and then. I, I always say this for last because of the legacy that it built. It was a group called Change. Yes, Luther Vandross. Before we even knew him as Luther, he was the lead singer of Change. So you can imagine what it was like being a oh part of that God. family. Yes. And then having had my hip-hop roots, my rap roots. And then by the time Def Jam came into play in 1986, 85, 86, then we were ready to lay down all of those songs like uh, Sleep Talk, and, and songs with uh, Big Daddy Kane, uh, uh like uh, uh, My, My Love is Raw. Of course, the album was called Raw. And then, of course, Just Call My Name. And like I said, we're celebrating the 30th year anniversary of Just Call My Name. So there's a lot of history in the Allison Williams,
1: you know. Yes. Well, you know what? You, you know, you have been blessed with a beautiful gift of singing you know, with the ability to sing various genres from uh, uh, R&B, jazz standards to Broadway show tunes. I mean, and speaking of show tunes, I mean, you have uh, you appeared in numerous of uh, musicals and, and stage plays, uh, both on and off Broadway. So um, and you've, you have worked with like some amazing people that we have grown to love over the years. Uh, 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 Clifton Powell, who, you know, was D.C. owned uh Lynn uh what's her name Lynn Whitfield and Shirley mm-hmm. Ralph and oh god Kim Whitley
2: uh what who else Eddie Laverde. I mean just so many the whispers yes all of that all of them I've, I've worked with so many people great people Phyllis Hyman um Ashford and Simpson Valerie Simpson uh Dr. Maya Angelou Nancy Wilson I mean, I I have been so blessed. Ramsey Lewis, uh, Billy Taylor, the the list goes on and on and genre to genre. But um, I'm really happy right now because I've come back into my own root. You know, I've always wanted to get back to the jazz music. So I've had an opportunity to work with a really talented producer by the name of Maurice Lynch. And we Mm -hmm. put together a stellar um, uh, array of musicians from Christian McBride, Wow. Pete Sands, Ron Blake, um, Ulysses Owens, uh, Kirk Whalum, Rachu, Oh my God, Greg Snead, it just goes on and on. Fire, Solomon Hicks, fire, girl. And we put together a new, uh, well, we started a new jazz project, and the first two singles are "Summer Nights in Harlem" and uh, "and the Romance of You," and, and "Summer Nights in Harlem." We did get to release it. Uh, with a soft launch last fall, you know, mm-hmm. COVID stole a lot of things, so we didn't get a chance to finish the project or release it as we wanted to do on a summer night in Harlem, but that is forthcoming. So Wonderful! Open. I and certainly it, will. It's all on the platforms. Everywhere you you, you can uh, consume music, you can find Summer Nights in Harlem and The Romance of You. So I want people to please go out and support, download it, stream it, whatever you need to do, and... um and have that music because as we come into the fullness of the summer, you will be you will be filling your nights with summer nights. All right, I can't wait. I cannot I wait. I'm excited. You, and you should
1: be. I mean, you you have a, a dream team, you know, supporting you. Yeah, it, ab- it absolutely is. So you mentioned Phyllis Hyman, and, and you know, we can't talk of, you know we can't talk about Music Appreciation Month and not mention. Phyllis and and of course you had a friendship with Phyllis and uh, you guys were good friends and you had the opportunity to um to portray her in a play called what was the name of the The
2: Goes Goes On on. yes thank you thank thank you so this show was basically a show that chronicled the the career at that point mind you this is 25 years ago now because we are celebrating the 25th year of Phyllis's transition as of last year. But a few years ago, 25 to be exact, I was asked to come and be a part of a play that, tra- that toured the country for about two years with the legendary Whispers, chronicling their life and their uh, their musical career um, as told through the eyes of... How can I put it? It was told through the eyes of the, of the custodian of say a place like the apollo or the mm-hmm. regal theater in in chicago or any of the the, the theaters that, that that are well known for uh, black acts coming in and some of those theaters actually um having been the the start of what they call the chitlin circuit where where at mm-hmm. one point only black acts could come to and we talked about the uh, the um the lifetime of how the how the Whispers got started. And so in Dream Sequence, we would go back. And of course, Phyllis and the Whispers are synonymous with one another. As personal friends and as colleagues in the industry, there was a time where if you saw a ticket go up for Phyllis Hyman and the Whispers, you were purchasing on that day because that was what the promoters were selling, honey. And it was the ticket to have. So I portrayed Phyllis in the play. Um, I was asked to come and portray her, um, I'd say, a year and almost to the month of her death. And um, it it was all such a blessed uh, scenario and a a blessed situation. We toured for about two and a half years. And out of that became an opportunity for me to create my own show. And that show has been uh, done in so many different incarnations over the years. And we have now brought it back to the forefront. It's called Old Friend. Allison Williams sings tribute to the legendary Phyllis Hyman. Oh, beautiful. Her music and her life story. And we tell stories and I get to tell stories about our friendship and just, you know, the, the personal behind the scenes things, as well as many things that people may or may not have come to know about her. But mostly the music and also mm-hmm. speaking into uh, something very serious um, and hopefully Uh, While speaking into it, we are helping others in terms of mental health and mental wellness. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. As we know, Phyllis was diagnosed as a manic depressant and had many uh, various um, situations that led to her demise. And we want to try to, uh, through the music and through the the, the story, we want to try to help others so that they don't have to slip through the cracks. And they don't have to feel that they're alone out here and they don't have to feel that, you know, that uh, suicide is the only uh, end to the uh, end all to the uh, to the story. Uh, um, and so that's why it's so important um, just to let people know what I'm thinking and how I'm thinking. It is um, it is so important to tell the story. But I also believe uh, when we come back or as we come back, and, and, and theater arts and things like that are, are, are being uh, presented. If there can be a Tina on Broadway, certainly they can be a Phyllis. Comedy. Oh, yes. Yes, that's indeed. That's how we're trying to look at this. Well, wonderful. Well, I'm
1: certainly going to, uh, you know, be on the lookout for. Now, as a matter of fact, I did see, uh, um, which, by the way, you did an amazing job. You and uh, Nat, is it Nat Arterley Jr.? Adley, yeah, I saw you and he uh, on. I think it was on YouTube and you you did a tribute uh, to Phil. It was beautiful. It was just the two of you, but it was absolutely beautiful. So I know that when you had the big band behind you and you're and you're uh, 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 doing the tribute to Phyllis, that it's just going to be fabulous. Just like Phyllis would you know
2: would want it. Absolutely, and that Adelie Junior. Of course, you know the Adley. Uh, family name Cannibal, Adelaide mm-hmm. and Nat Adelaide Senior. You know they are they are well instilled in Black music history, uh, and um, so it was wonderful. We decided, you know, COVID once again. We're not going to let you steal everything, and we knew we were celebrating Phyllis's 25th year of transition. So we took the show and we downsized it to a duo, which was myself and Nat, and we were able um, to go into uh, the beautiful space in New York once again. Full of history and black history, music history, Birdland, the Birdland Mm. Theater. Okay. Presented it on the National Arts platform we let it stay up on, on on YouTube for a minute and then we brought it down because we want to do bigger things with it yes um, but you know we we have this uh, this beautiful uh, show and this beautiful platform that we want to present it on so we hope that people will keep their eyes out and also that they do realize it's more than just the music and more than just her story and the uh, the tragicness of it but you know the the the, the, the 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 message we want to put across is a ray of light hmm. Do you understand? So, yes. Um, so, yes, it was great for uh, for Nat and I to do that and present that because we knew that, you know, music is a bomb. Music is a is a healer. Music is a medicine. And we needed to be able to at least even while we were closed in and, and, and sequestered and, and, and quarantined, we needed to be able to present something to people so that would give them hope and give them life. So that's what we did with the Phyllis uh, Phyllis Hyman tribute old friend and and what better person to portray
1: than than the lovely and talented Miss Allison Williams her friend I know she is smiling and going to be smiling down as you take it across the country and present it to all of her fans because Phyllis has fans everywhere everyone loves Phyllis oh my goodness so I want to switch gears for a minute now as mentioned you are loved by everyone you know everyone but you know, you had the honor to be mentored by an American legend, civil rights activist and
2: poet. Tell us who that is. Well, actually, there's two, but I will start with Dr. Maya Angelou. Yes. And then she gave you a nickname. And what, what was your nickname? Dr. Angelou always referred to me as her songbird. The songbird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now. I'm an honor.
1: Yes! I mean, you know, it's like when, when, when Dr. Maya Angelou spoke, you you just listened. I mean, she was filled with such wisdom, you know, d- very maternal. Now, I know there were a lot of things, and I, I know a lot of it is sacred to your heart and near and dear, but is there is there a takeaway, just maybe one takeaway, I know there were many that you can share that kind of resonates with you today and, and where you
2: are? Hmm. What I loved about my relationship with Dr. Angelou is that it allowed me to See her not only as the world saw her but as a human being be it your auntie or your sister friend or your grandmother or a mother and I got to see all of those things but I also got to see Dr. Maya Angelou as a woman, do
0: you Ooh, know what I'm saying? And yeah,
2: I, and 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 she was so real and so funny. And so, you know, she was, you know, we always look at her and we feel we have to hold our back as straight as we can. Because uh, she was, yes. She's like, you want to pledge allegiance to Dr. Maya Angelou when you mm-hmm. think about her. You know what I mean? You want to put your hand over your heart or salute. And But she had a side to her, obviously, um, as as a human being and a woman where she was just as easy and breezy and and still all of those other things. She would often, um, you know, tell me different things. uh, As she left us with so many quotes that people use and she would say, always do what's right. You know the Mm. difference between right and wrong. Baby, just do right. Just do do what's right. Do right. And then you'll be okay. okay." You know what I'm saying? She would tell me, never be afraid to ask for what you want, but always be prepared to pay for what you get. All
1: right.
2: All right. You know, she would... She would. She would just. She was full of wisdom, but then she was also full of of of, of laughter and, mm-hmm. and wit and what have you, and and real good common sense. And she didn't play, and she wasn't for a bunch of false or you know um, you know uh, putting 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 on an air. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't want it. She didn't want any parts of it, and she wouldn't allow you to um, to develop those kinds of skills.
1: And she and she seemed like that. Uh, she gave it to you straight, no chaser.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yes. Absolutely. We, you know, we need we need more of those those women in our lives. And that is, that's just a blessing that, that you, is. you know, you had a chance to be her mentee. Um, you know, that,
2: that's wonderful. Along with the great Nancy Wilson. Oh, you my know, goodness. The music side. I mean, just to sit and talk with her, not only about music, but about the civil rights music. I have stories. I'm, oh I'm sorry, God. civil rights movement. Just stories about sitting with her and her telling the story. I mean, it's one thing to see the people in the pictures. You know, you could see her in pictures with, uh, you know, Harry Belafonte and Sammy Davis. And you could see her in pictures. But to know that she was really there and she told me the words. She spoke wow. She, she created it. I mean, when I when I think of what Regina uh, King has done and I've had an opportunity to work with her, you know, back in the day and she did uh, One Night in Miami. Mm-hmm. I've had Nancy Wilson tell me about stories of her and, 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 and those and those black forerunners, you know, so. in the entertainment industry and how they lifted up Dr. King to help, uh, and all those in, involved in the struggle. And she passed that on to me. Wow.
1: So you guys were sit for hours and, and, and chit-chat about sit, historical chit-chat.
2: things? Oh my goodness. Or, or I remember one time, I'll give you a story. She, I came to Los Angeles and she was doing the Cosbys and she had to uh, film a scene. And she said, well, meet me at the, at the uh, studio and we'll go out and hang out. But in between the time that I was going to see her, they had to re- cast not recast refilm something and so that meant that her her uh her timeline changed she said i can't leave this you know i can't go out we can't we're not going to be able to go i can't leave when i'm I'm not going to be finished and done at five o'clock whatever that was she said but come on and we'll still have a break so on her break i met her at the studio Drove onto the studio lot. We jumped in her uh, Mustang convertible and drove to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> drove through the drive-thru and came back to the studio and ate chicken in the dresser room in her wow. trailer. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So it was play dates like that with strong women like that that uh, that, that I uh, that I can always go back to. The same thing with a Valerie Simpson. The mm-hmm. same thing with, uh, uh, with Miss Cicely Tyson. And through Dr. And through, uh, you know, uh, uh, these people, I've I've, I've got so many positive men and women that love on me. Uh, Dr. Janetta Coles, Dr. Nikki Giovanni. Wow. uh, Wow. all oh, the greats, Dr. Grace. Mims, uh, Dr. Uh, Eleanor Eleanor uh, uh, trailer from Howard University. These women pour into my life. Audrey uh, Smalls, you know, I can name them. They keep going. Auntie Melba Moore. I can tell you that I have been rooted and 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 really, really. Have a, a great backbone, a great. Uh, uh, I stand on the, on the on the shoulders of the greats, and they are there still. Some have passed on, but many are still here, and they pour into me every day. So, the-
1: and, and and all the women that you just named are just like the epitome of class. And you you are so blessed and honored to have had those women to be a part of your life, and have and have those
2: stories near and dear to your heart. And mm-hmm. and, and let me tell you where it starts. Now, my mother was my first. Hero, And the funniest thing, I'll tell you the funniest thing, how it all connects. My mother worked at a place called the Ophelia DeVore Charm School. And Ophelia DeVore was an African-American, was a a black woman who had a charm school that taught young women etiquette and so on and so forth and groomed them. And my mother was a chaperone for Diane Carroll.
1: Wow.
2: Look at that. Now, even before I knew, before I was born, my mother was one who taught Diane Carroll what she Oh, my gosh. Know, and then for me to be placed in the hands of so many women. And I, and I love Diane Carroll because I remember her calling my mother. I, I, I got in touch with her. So for some reason, our paths crossed. And on one of my mother's birthdays, she called her and they talked. And they talked like they had never lost weight. And wow. Nancy Wilson was like that, too. And in the times when my mother uh, had gotten up in age and was um, not, you know, able to get out. And so, you know, she would she was cognizant. But, you know, what I'm saying just not moving around. Uh, Nancy and her talk when I and I was sitting outside of the bedroom door listening and they talked like they had like that's what they did every week. Wow. Then you know, charm schools. then do they? Do they still have charm schools around? I believe that they do still have people... Who teach etiquette and charm. I don't know if they call it charm school, but I know there are people who are still teaching people how to hold their head up high. And yeah. Know what the salad fork is the salad fork. So. Yeah. <laughs> I speak Clearly and articulate. I know there's somebody out there doing it. Yeah, because yeah, we yeah, we, yeah. we need, we need industry. it. Industry, you know, the Motown had that whole situation together, and they had a whole department. I, I am remiss in not being able to call the woman's name that taught all of those. And it. they invested in the artists. Wow, I didn't know that. They invested in it because you had to not only be known that you came from Detroit and you were, uh, you know, you were making hit records, but you had to be respected and honored and and represent your town around the globe. Wow. And that's what that that's what's missing. Well, I tell, what's missing. I tell you, I, I'm, I've learned that if somebody would invest in the artists of today, we'd have less artists. Doing things or or representing in ways that are not necessarily, you yeah. know, good yes, for, yes, good, good, good for the gander, we, I, and and, I, and and that's just it, you know. So okay, to tell you how to move and how not to move.
1: Yes, yeah. we need those folks that's been there, done that to kind of steer us and, and and keep us in a good place, and and tell us when we are when we are wrong.
2: And correct us in love. Keep us from going in those same, you know, in those same, ob- to hurdle those obstacles. Or keep us from falling in those pitfalls that we don't have to because someone's already done that and climbed out. Now this is how you avoid that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we thank God for 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 folks like you and, and and some of the others that you named and also the organization that you mentioned earlier. Now, I got to mention, you know, we, we got to wrap it up because, I, you know, because time is, is winding. But I, I I want to I want to thank you for your contributions to the performing arts and, and, and just, you know, passing on inf- information to my listeners now. In honor of Black Music Appreciation Month, is there anything you want to say to to the emerging artists um, that may be listening? Any advice
2: you want to give them? You know, it's very hard to give advice because it's always different for everybody. No one is going to come into this situation or any situation um, like anyone else. You know what I mean? So I can just say... Please understand that it's music business and it's entertainment and it's and it's, it's show business. But the biggest word is business. And you have mm. to know your business. I want you to pay attention. And I want you to understand that you are enough. You don't have to compromise yourself. I want you to understand that someone has taught me to have courage. Dr. Andrew taught me to have courage. Everybody else might be doing it one way. Have the courage to still... Reach for your star, but do it differently, maybe because the other way might be um, uh, a little, uh, maybe a little too edgy, maybe a little too, uh, a little too crass, a little too uh, profanic. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe you don't have to do it that way to get to where you're going. And if you feel that way, or if you know that to be the t- truth, then have the courage to do it. You'll get it. You'll get there. You'll get there. So I would say that. And I would say there's so much information I can give you that's been given to me. So follow me. Uh, I am on Facebook as Allison Williams Music. I am on Instagram as Allison Williams Music. I am on Twitter as Allison Williams. And everything that I have to give, I'm willing to give because that is my job, that is my obligation, that is my payback. For me to have the career, the life that I continue to have and the career that I have had and that I can still stand upon, my payback, my pay forward is to give it to someone else so that they can come forward. And that's how I pay for the life I live. Wonderful. Thank you so much for dropping that,
1: Jim. And thank you for spending time and hanging out with me and and sharing some of those fun stories
2: that I didn't know about. It's been my pleasure. And I can't wait. Please, everybody support Black Music, Black Music Month. Uh, Don't allow our music to die. Allow our music to flourish. Allow our music to live and to be there as the legacy is meant to be for future generations to come. Boom. There you have
1: it from the lovely and talented Miss Allison Williams. And thank you again for hanging out. God bless. Be safe. And uh, make sure that you are uh, you know, tag me when that music come out. Bam.
2: All righty. Peace. Thank you. Peace, baby child. This is Kim Tabar, and you are in the Smiley J Artist Zone. All
1: right. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me today. And a special thanks to today's guest, Miss Allison Williams. She shared a wealth of information, and she also shared some special moments and stories, you know, with some of her industry friends. Y'all be sure to check out her latest song entitled Summer Nights in Harlem. You know what? As a matter of fact, we're going to close out the show with Allison's song, Just Call My Name. She's celebrating 30 years of this song, and it is still going strong, and it sounds good as it did 30 years ago. Until next time, I'm going to need you guys to be well, stay safe, and remember to listen to good music. Your ears will thank you for it. I'm Smiley J, and I'm out.
0: Just call my Oh,